There are things in business you have to experience to learn. Things that you cannot read in a book. There will be days you want to quit and know that is okay. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to The Raquel Show. This show is for CEOs who want to play bigger in business and in life. And I want to say thanks for hanging out with me today. I wanted to share an experience I had and how I came up with this topic today is the other day I was in a room full of millionaires, multimillionaires, DECA millionaires, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me there was a billionaire in the room. I was intrigued by the conversations we were having, and oftentimes we think about scaling our business to that million-dollar mark, scaling our business to seven figures. And I remember when I built my first million-dollar business at the age of 24, not only in business, but also in assets. And I remember on the business side, where did all of that go? What we forget as entrepreneurs is that there's operating costs, there's indirect, direct costs. And while I was generating the revenue, I quickly realized that the business was generating the revenue, not Raquel's pocket. And in today's episode, I want to share the seven things I wish I knew when I scaled to my first million dollars. Number one, who you listen to matters. There have been plenty of times where I had lots of goals, or I should say ideas, and may not have pursued them for the good and also some of them for the bad. Sometimes we have goals and we share them and people around us give us their opinion. And it may not always be the best advice as they may not be an expert in it. For example, when it comes to financial advice, I'm extremely careful of who I listen to because to me, anyone can read a book Anyone can practice theory. They can even regurgitate theory or watch something on social media, Google something or watch something on YouTube. But if you actually practice the theory, to me, it carries more weight because I want to hear about what went wrong when you did it. Not all the highlights, not all the good things. And I'll never forget when I started my real estate business in 1999. 
I was extremely young. I had just got out of high school. I remember on my vision board had all the things, the house, the money, the Mercedes. And I remember the moment when I started making a few big checks. There was this guy in the business who was a father figure to me in the business and his name was Steve. And I'm not sure if some of you guys know that I had gotten my real estate license because I had read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and learned about the cash flow quadrant. And I thought, I wanna be a business owner and I wanna be an investor. I wanna be on that side of the quadrant. So I got my real estate license to be an investor and not necessarily to create a business. I had just thought by getting my license, I would become more knowledgeable and I would know what to do when it came to investing. And the test, when I took it, I didn't realize that after you pass the test, every broker calls you in town. And I'll tell you, what you learn on the test has nothing to do with how you run your real estate business. You really actually just need it to pass the test. It doesn't tell you how to build a successful business. It's all terms. And I remember this guy, Steve, who saw me walking in the hallway and pulled me aside in his office. And he was the largest mortgage broker in our office at the time, who had the most fanciest car in our parking lot. His desk was stacked with piles of loans he was working on. And he said, Raquel, I see you working hard. And I have to tell you, you have to buy assets. And I kept thinking like, buy assets? Why? I have no kids. I have no husband. I'm young. I want to buy cars. I want to buy the fancy house. I want to buy the purses for those that knew me early on. I want to buy the watches. I wanted to buy all the things that I couldn't afford or I like dreamed of affording. And I remember when he told me we need to start buying assets, I kept thinking, I don't even own a home today. I am saving for a down payment, Steve, I said. And how in the world could I even afford to pay another mortgage if my renter doesn't pay? He said, it doesn't matter what you make on your 1099s. And for those that don't know, those are um, what you get as an independent contract. It's what you keep. You will never get rich or wealthy by your 1099 or that income that's on your 1099. And what he said that was even more powerful is I'm not talking about what you keep in the bank. It's what you keep and how you make that money work. And he gave me an idea. He says, it's never about how you can do it. It's about who can help you get there. So he gave me an idea and I'll never forget it. Because I kept thinking, there's no way I can afford this in the Bay Area. There's no way that I can afford assets in the Bay Area. Then he gave me the idea of why not buy something out of state just to get your feet wet. And it was half the price of the Bay Area. 
And that one piece of advice, that one conversation was the start of me owning multiple homes. And on the flip side, I want to say it's the same thing in business. You have to take advice from someone who's been there that can help you navigate through different situations in your business, who has the experience in what they're doing. So be careful who you listen to because it can influence your future in a really, really big way. Number two is bet on yourself and invest in your growth. For me, this was learning as much as I can so that I could talk about real estate. I remember I would go into homes wanting to list people's home for sale. And the first thing that they would say is, you look so young. That became my fear for a while. And how I overcame it was having the knowledge to speak about different things, to solve different situations when it came to the real estate business. I remember anything that I could get my hands on that I could learn about assets, about selling, about 1031 exchanges, about how to use your equity to go buy more properties, about how to determine cap rates, how to protect my clients. I wanted to learn it all. And it also meant hiring a coach and putting it on a credit card, even when I didn't quite have the consistent income. It was double my car payment, I remember. And it was more than my mortgage, or I should say rent at the time. However, I knew it would scare the crap out of me. And that alone would allow me to take every coaching session very serious. Number three, the environment you surround yourself with matters. This can truly influence your habits. It can influence your thinking. And I remember being fascinated with the top producers in my office, wanting to study them, wanting to see what made them so successful. I remember asking them to do their open houses because I was that kid in the office. And I remember, let me just do your paperwork is what I would suggest because I knew that I would learn. I figured I could hear how they spoke to their clients. I could see how they negotiated things on contracts. And if they got in the office at 8 a.m., I was trying to get there at 7.30 to beat them. Your environment either motivates you or allows you to be complacent in what you're doing. And when you get to the top and you're that top producer in that office or you're the top person in your field, you gotta go elsewhere. Who are you surrounding yourself with that's gonna help you get to that next level? And number four, you have to pay to play. I so wish I knew this on the level I know today. In order to get to certain people, in order to get into certain rooms, in order to have certain conversations that's going to stretch you, you're going to have to pay to play. They say when you pay, you pay attention. And this is definitely true in my book. Some of the rooms I was invited to, I would think, am I lucky? How did I get here? 
And I quickly realized it was always through a connection. It was because of an investment I had made earlier. And that moved me into that room. Some of them were masterminds. Sometimes it was a large donation. Sometimes it was supporting somebody in a really big way. The most generous people I have known in my life have had some of the biggest opportunities. If there was ever a VIP option, I remember my mentor saying, just do it. And that alone, that advice alone, whether it's a mastermind, an event, a concert, or a game, you never know who you're going to meet in that VIP section or in that VIP room when you get there. Plus, it's a way better experience if you're sitting in the front. There were times in the business where we spent close to six figures in a year just to get certain clients. Do not ever underestimate the power of relationships when you get into those VIP rooms. Number five, there are things in business you have to experience to learn. There will be things that you cannot read in a book. There will be things that don't always go right. There will be days you want to quit and know that is okay. We cannot have the success without the failures. Some of my business skills that I had picked up were from my failures and lots of mistakes. Some of my big ones were everyone you hire will have the same love for your company. Not everyone you hire will be honest and there will be times where it hurts. For example, I remember hiring somebody and they came to day one, day two, they quit and filed unemployment against our business. Guess what? I actually decided at that moment, we've got to have better systems and a better process for hiring people in our company. And even today, we constantly look at that system of where our gaps are. I got really good at systems and leverage only because I had broke my ankle and I couldn't do anything for six months. I couldn't go in the office. And back then I had somebody delivering checks to my office so that I could sign them. And that alone, that experience alone got me into building systems and checking on accountability from that accident. And the other experience that was really big is when somebody stole in our business. Somebody had embezzled money and it was one of our accountants and I got really good at protecting the finances. I got really good at protecting our finances in the business and who had access to certain levels of our accounts and who had access to credit cards. And it got me really skilled at reading different financial statements, looking at different scenarios, and reading a P&L. I don't think you could read this in a book. You can never actually prepare it. And sometimes you just have to go through the experience to learn the lesson, and there's always something good in it. 
Number six, if you want to scale your business to a million, you can't do it alone. It will require people. So the quicker you get out of doing all the things, especially the things you procrastinate on or don't quite enjoy, the quicker you start growing. Stop thinking I can save and do it myself. Think about how do I eliminate, delegate, and automate this so it frees up minutes for me to work on generating more revenue for the business. And it could mean like partnerships. It could mean opportunities. In addition to that, you can't do entrepreneurship alone. It definitely gets lonely. So network, network, network with people, get in those uncomfortable rooms. It will help you get to your million a lot faster. And number seven, fear doesn't go away. Every new level has a little bit of fear. This is where we grow. When I hired my first coach, I was scared. When I hired my first employee, I was nervous. Can I afford them? What happens if the business goes down? Will I have to let them go? When I bought my first investment, I was scared. When I landed my first big client, I was nervous. I say those feelings in your stomach, those, you know, butterfly feelings, those are a sign that you're about to step into another level that you haven't been before. So it's time to push through that because it's an upgraded version and it's requiring you to level up. So I say, embrace the fear. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. When I set my first million dollar goal, I remember it was such a stretch goal and I thought, no freaking way can I ever make a million dollars. And quickly, what I started to believe what was possible because I started hanging around bigger thinkers is you start learning from people who have done it. They start exposing you to different things. And what I realized is it really was not about the million dollars. That was just a number. What I learned through it all was the person that I had to become, the thinking I needed to adopt, the skill sets that I needed to learn, the habits and the discipline I needed to create. And sometimes I needed to let go of the ego because it was stopping me from growing. Once you get all of those in place, I believe you could build a lot of different things very quickly. If you have been looking for something different and you want to get around different entrepreneurs who are playing bigger, we have several masterminds and events coming up very soon that you could be a part of. So text me the word VIP at www.textraquel.com and I'll make sure our team gets you on that list. Thank you all for listening to me today and hanging out with me today. Don't forget to keep playing bigger, my friends. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving The Raquel Show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, 
please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further. So text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.